It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Worlds Collide, a wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to Worlds Collide. Once again, I'm Zan Morning with Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I am Tony Vela with WrestlingTradingCards.com. The best website for wrestling card <laughs> resources. I use it all well, the time. Well, we're trying to be. We're trying to be. We're, we're catching up now. Hey, after, if, um, if PSA can use it, everyone can use it. Yeah, after a five-year layoff, I think we're bringing it back. We've got a lot of great guys out there like yourself and, and Chuckster and, and, and Nick and all these guys out there who, uh, who really kept a lot of information on all the new stuff. So we're going to need it. Speaking of bringing it back and reviving, I think today's topic is perfect for that because that's what a lot of people are doing with their old collections right now, and that's investing in wrestling cards. Correct. I, you know, it's a it's a hot topic. It's a kind of a touchy subject with some of, like these get off my long grandpa collectors that are in the <laughs> world. So a lot of them probably aren't even going to listen to this. But I, in my, you know, you invest in wrestling cards just like any other type of card, any other type of collectible in the space. There are different ways to do that. And hopefully that's what, if, if this is something that interests you, that's what we're going to help with today. But I mean, really, if you're buying cards, that's kind of an investment, even if you're buying a penny card or you're spending thousands of dollars. So what exactly to you does investing in wrestling cards mean? Well, to me, it's different than it was when I first started collecting wrestling cards. I invested it for the fun. That was my investment was fun. Um, now I'm kind of investing it because it's kind of being treated like stocks. So I have things that I like that are kind of cool to have. And I collect on that side, but on the other side, now I'm like really focused on trying to like, Hey, maybe I can turn this into something and I can kind of use it as, as a stock option now to kind of like, Hey, it's appreciated so much. So now I'm time, time to cash it in on that. Maybe, uh, you know, do something nice with it. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, We've talked in the past about, you know, base cards and parallels, and you don't see a lot of value of the base. And that's kind of why I don't, I I will collect base cards because I love them. And we'll kind of get into that later in the show about reasons to collect what you like, and then also hedge that with higher end cards. But to me, like, I can't see a lot of point in putting a lot of money into base cards. Put some if you want, because I mean, what that's the whole reason we start doing this is to have fun. But I've just started focusing on a lot of, I wouldn't say higher end cards, but um, I like the pop culture wrestling side, because I think it just appeals to more people. For example, um, recent, just, we saw in the Super Bowl, we saw Batista and John Cena, both on Super Bowl ads. So, you know, if you saw them on the street, if you show, Hey, I've got this Batista card, like, Oh yeah, I, I know who that is. Or, you know, he's in guardians of the galaxy, or I've seen him in this movie or the Super Bowl ad. 
if you hold up, you know, AJ Styles, they're not, you know, no one's going to know who that is unless you're a wrestling fan. So yeah. that's kind of the where I'm going. And then I also on the side collect stuff like my Road Warriors or, you know, the Carnation six card set. I'm still trying to, I'm one card shy of that, trying to finish that. And then just kind of some other odds and ends stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at as far as like how you can invest. And there's more stuff we can talk about, but anything else right off the top of the bat that you can think of? I mean, maybe people like to invest because you do it just for the pure pleasure. Sometimes you're just investing in stuff because like, it's nostalgia. Maybe you're yeah. looking for short-term sales. Maybe you're looking for long-term holdings. I mean, who knows? Both good options. In fact, I think most of the long-term stuff is better for wrestling cards, do you think? Yes. I mean, uh, we've seen a lot of uh, new record sales lately. Uh, with unbelievable. Some of those, uh, it's just unbelievable stuff, actually, yeah. And it's not even it's not even strictly wrestling. It's sometimes even wrestling related. So when you have like a Dwayne Johnson football card selling for $45,000, I mean, it, it just has uh, it's just mind blowing. And here's my thoughts on that. So let's say money's not an issue and me and you both have $45,000. If I bought that card, I would be buying that card because it's awesome. Like it's, yep. yeah, it's a fantastic investment, but it's also going to be on display for me for however long I feel like doing it. That is not a, something that I would buy to just turn on a flip. That's not how I look at wrestling cards a lot. There are ways to flip and we can get into that in a minute, but do you agree with my point on that as far as like high-end wrestling? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you're going to have that kind of money you're and you're buying that high-end stuff, you're buying because you love it. Uh, I don't think your initial thought, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people do buy things just to yeah, I think if I'm spending $45,000 on it, then somebody else out there probably wants to spend 55000 on it. So maybe I'm, I mean, there's obviously some investment thought process involved, but I think people buying cards of that value buy them because they love them. Yeah, and that's why I would buy it. But I, like you said, in the back of my mind, I would think, well, if I got it for 45, somebody's going to pay more than that. But I'm going to let them wait on that. And I might think about it in 10 years, 20 years, sure. 30 years. That, that's how I go about it on super high end stuff. Um, talking about different ways to invest. One thing I like to do is the, and it is flipping, but it's not a time based. You know, we see a lot of these sports cards. They want to try to get the card in, get it graded, get it back right when the season starts or right when this guy has a good game. The thing with mm -hmm. wrestling is you don't have to do that. You know, if you're stocking up on 85 Hogan's, Get them when you get them, grade them when you grade them. Time doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's what's fantastic about wrestling cards. You know, you can pick up anything, really anything for, you know, under $10, spend another 12 to $20 to get it graded. It gets back when it gets back and then you can sell it for whatever you want. But the thing I really like about this is um, I'll just use this uh, 87 Bret Hart. That's considered to be his rookie card or whatever. Sure. Um, I got one recently for like $10, just randomly found it. And I, the condition, I don't know, may grade like a seven or something, but I don't care. Like if I get it and I get stuck with it, it's a cool card. So yeah. that's the other kind of aspect I like to do on it personally is only buying the stuff I really like that I'm okay with if I get stuck with. Uh, what do you, what do you do as far as like any kind of flipping or do you see that even as investing? I'm, I'm actually, cause I'm, this is kind of more your area of expertise. I'm really getting into this now. I'm new to this. So I'm always coming to you and the David Pecks of the world's like that and trying to ask for advice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm slowly getting away from like becoming less attached to things yeah, it's <laughs> as hard. far as, 
it's hard because I, I still look at them and, it, and it, you know, when I look at an Andre card or I look at a Hogan card, so I, it takes me back to a moment when I was really into following wrestling a lot. And it's like, I remember those matches. That, so there's still that aspect of it where it's nostalgia, you know, but uh, now as an adult, I'm kind of looking at things more from like, I am looking at things at, from a money standpoint, like, you know, will this have a good return on my, on my investment, you know, 10 years down the road, five years down the road. Can I flip this real quick? Can I buy it for 20? Cause I got a great deal on it, but flip it for a hundred, you know, right. I don't know. So it's, it's kind of a new Avenue for me right now. So this is why I'm really interested in talking about this. That segues perfectly into our next topic, which is collectors versus investors. And <laughs> I think you probably like, I understand both sides, but I get like, I think I get very irritated with some of the collectors. And I say that because like you see these people sitting on potentially like hundreds of thousands of dollars that could be life-changing money and could like, you know, like take a lot of, I don't know anybody like that. I, (laughs) I I see people out there and I'm just, I know know nobody like that. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you don't, then let's say you do hypothetically. (laughs) Now, I, I, I kind of feel like that person because I'm going through storage, as you know, right now. And when I, I post on Twitter a lot, uh, things I'm finding in storage from my collection that I've collected. And I find I didn't know I had five of these. I didn't know I had 10 of these. I didn't know I had this card. So this you know, is a perfect example. So you've got that and you already established like that money that you could generate from those after they're graded or just selling them raw, whatever. The money you could generate from those is actually going to probably be more beneficial than them just sitting there for your collection do you think right now it's been it's been eating money out of my wallet by sitting in storage all these years uh i might as well start turning that something into uh you know profitable that i can use maybe maybe let's just be far-fetched let's say i have a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of cards you know sitting in storage Mm -hmm. uh that could be a house that could be exactly uh that that could be something down the road i could take care of my family with this like um you know, but not also to say that I might not reinvest into something else. Like maybe I have a bunch of cards that I can flip for a nice little chunk of profit, but I want to take all that money and go buy a higher end card that maybe either I like, because I've always wanted to have that card, never had it, or I know that it's a good investment because that card's just going to go nowhere but up. That's exactly what I do is try to keep all the money I spend in that. And then, you know, it's there if you need to get out of it. That's another... Uh, some of the higher end wrestling stuff isn't as liquid, but there's more and more people coming in. So the market's getting higher and higher for some of that stuff, making it more liquid. Um, but as far as the collecting goes, like that's the whole reason we got into this is to keep yes. cards. So I think you've got it. Like I, here I am like saying, Oh, these collectors need to let go of their collections. Not necessarily. Like I, I think it depends on the circumstance. You know, I think there are people that have life-changing money sitting in binders and sitting in 5,000 count boxes. Oh, but you and I both know guys who are like that. I mean, I, I don't mind because, you know, Chuckster's a great guy. So yeah, but Chuckster's been collecting for 40 years and he's got an amazing collection of cards, you know, and, and, and Paul, Paul from Wrestling Price Guide. Um, I mean, he has amazing cards and amazing collection of stuff. But they have no desire to grade and or sell. None. Well, no matter how much it's worth. Yeah. And the other situation is like, I, I don't know what the personal situation is, but. Well, I mean, I mean, one, one, to, one, sells real, one sells yeah. real estate, so probably doesn't really care. And the other's yeah. retired. 
Yeah, so they don't they don't need it. They don't care. So I guess. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that then. I just I, I'm definitely I'm definitely hitting up Chuckster like, hey, so uh, do you have any beneficiaries? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it, Chuckster. It's on record. <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, and I'm always going to keep stuff. It's just if like personally, if I had the if if I had a house, the equivalence of a house sitting in a box, I would look to like. I think long-term, if you were going to buy a house and say, use that as a rent, that rent's going to draw you more money and equity over time than the card sure. on the box. That's just my perspective. Now, that being said, if that same card is something that I'm super attached to, but that's like the only card I own, why would you want to get rid of it? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you're going to have your favorites. Uh, yeah. I, I've got some things probably that I'm going to stumble across when I start going through storage more going, ah, I've always wondered where this was at, or I totally forgot about this. It's a cool piece. I got to I can't let this go. So that's what I remember when I bought this and where I was at. I mean, certain pieces have, <laughs> yeah, certain pieces are just like, you know, it's, it's nostalgia. It really is. It just brings you back to something. And, but then there's other stuff, like most of the modern stuff for me means nothing to me. If I, if I have something that's a high end from something modern, like I pull a one of one of something or, you know, a hot demand card, I have really no attachment to it at all. But you start getting stuff from the 80s and 90s kind of stuff. I say, yeah, maybe I want to keep that Road Warrior set. Maybe I want to yeah. keep that uh, Hulk Hogan car, you know, or something. You never know. But then I again, think... everybody has a price. As Million Dollar Man says, <laughs> everybody has a price. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I think it's cool to, to like go through your collection if it's not, you know, thousands go through your collection every so often and be like, is this something I need to keep? Yes or no. Move on. Is this something I need to keep? Yes or no. And just kind of, you know, pare it down because anything that's constantly staying in the, this is staying category is something you're never going to want to get rid of. So uh, let's talk a little bit about different ways that you personally like to invest. And this could be literally anything. What's your favorite way to make money and still have fun within wrestling cards? For me, I'm, I, I'm learning this as I'm going on right now, as a matter of fact, because this is, again, all really relatively new for me. I'm a longtime collector who's now looking at, wow, I can, I can turn this stuff into money if I wanted to, you know, so investing. But I'm, I'm looking at things that I, uh, that I know is, is kind of hot. You know, I'm going after the same thing everybody else is going after. You know, the Rocks, the Hogans, the Flares, the Andres, the Stone Colds. Um, as you start seeing on social media, there's like new things like, oh, there's these stickers that are like got these rookie stuff, you know, people sell. I mean, you pulled an excellent one recently of The Rock. I it's, saw. It's nuts. <laughs> it's awesome though, man. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm looking at things. I mean, uh, looking at the Cena's and the Orton's and the Batista's and the Brock Lesnar's. And by the way, I have that Lesnar card. It's definitely for you. So thanks. Yep. Um, but that's a, uh, piece, that's a PC item, by the way, not a flip item. Yeah, because well, I, I know I know that you like to collect them, and so I, I I had it from a while back ago, and I came across, and I go, I think Zan's gonna like this one. So, thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm learning. So I mean, if I'm somebody new it's like that, what would you tell somebody who's looking to you know get invest? I mean, you are an investor basically on that side. Uh, I've got two ways to do it, and they're both extremely affordable. Um, one thing that. I don't think people realize I started everything with $10 and now I've got a full set of 82, 83 all-stars. I've got, I don't know how many 98 comic images rock card. I could, you know, I could just go on and on. I've got all this stuff that everybody wants. And I started with $10. The thing I did is I looked at things no one else was looking at and I, everything that I've taken a chance on has worked out and it may not have gone from, 
you know, $2 to 2000, it may have went from two to 10, but then that 10 went to 15 and that 15 went to 20. So mm -hmm. when everybody else was chasing that 97 rock card, I was buying the comic images cards and I was buying some of his other stuff. And I'm still buying some of the, I think a lot of the rock modern stuff is super underrated. It, it actually is some of the best looking rock cards there are and nobody's looking at it. You can. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. And that's exactly what I'm going after myself is I, I have so much and I'm going through like these thousands of singles that I have from all this product that I used to open in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, and I'm going, I'm going to start just keeping these. I'm going to start keeping all the, the ones that I know that I think uh, are going to have some long-term value to, uh, towards, uh, you know, learning from watching what you've been picking up and, and what you're keeping. So I, and kind of going, you know, I'm going out and keeping these rock cards. I'm keeping these stone cold cards. Uh, I, I think, I think the stuff like China stuff, I think China is undervalued. I really think yeah. that's, uh, I think it is. And um, I'm trying to you know, pick it up what I can from that. Um, so I'm kind of learning as I'm going along and, and uh, I'm having fun doing it. It's a little frustrating for me. Uh, it sometimes can be a little overwhelming because I'm not sure if I'm making the sound investment or making a sound decision on something. Uh, but it's like stock. Like again, I'm just taking a gamble on something. And if it's low end where I'm only spending a couple dollars here or $5 there, I'm not out of a ton of money, you know, I'm exactly. going to be out yep. only a little. And the other thing I like to do on that is buy collections. Like, you know, me, sight, yes. Sight unseen. Uh, somebody's like, Hey, I've got, you know, 2000 wrestling cards. How much can you give me? And I'll try to make a deal to where if I can sell those cards for a dollar a piece, you do the math on that. Yeah. You know? And then I just roll that into bigger cards. And that's what I, I start yep. with 10 bucks and just work my way up. Um, usually the super like, but yeah, you have to let people know that you may, when you say something like that, it actually sounds, oh, that's it. All I have to do is invest $10 and I can, there's a lot of work involved in doing that as well. It's yes. not just, I took my $10 and all of a sudden, flip, boom, 10 days later, I just made a thousand. It just doesn't work that way. It's, there's yeah. a lot of work involved in that. Can you explain that process? Yeah, um, that $10 box of 3,000 cards that are th as a three, three row count. So it was like, I don't know, 3,000 cards in there. I still have a lot of those cards and that was like three years ago. I'm still selling out of that. I recouped that $10 by selling two or $3 out or two or three cards out of that box alone within like the first, I think it took two weeks for, the, for two cards to sell that ended up making all of my money back on that initial cost. So at that point, every other card you sell is house money. And then you just keep rolling that money at that profit comes in. You don't, don't go buy anything else with it unless it's something to just reinvest and keep it going, but it can take days, months, years to do it. It's a slow process, but it's a definitely proven way to grind things out. So that's one way I like to do it. And then the middle way I already kind of talked about is buying popular wrestlers cards that people aren't looking at. So when people are buying, um, but are there any popular wrestlers that people aren't looking at? I mean, who are wrestlers that you would define as people aren't looking at? I mean, everybody's looking at Cena. They're looking at Batista. I really think they are. I don't think there's any secret about those guys. Um, you know, Rock is household name, Stone Cold. We have our legends. Uh, well, for, for example, um, Cena Cena's one of the bigger names in wrestling. So let's transition this over to sports for a minute. If you take some of the you know, like Kobe Bryant, his autographs are ridiculous. I see John Cena's sell autographs sell for $30, $40, mm -hmm. but yet people want that, the rookie card, 
and they're paying you know a thousand for a graded copy so i think there's an arbitrage there between like a serial number autograph and a rookie there's a different market for different cards but i just see the you know forty dollars fifteen hundred there's a huge gap there and mm-hmm. then you can also do the what i would say is like penny stocks especially if you're a modern fan um carrying cross uh i don't know if you're familiar with him on yes the- oh yeah okay. you did an appearance with him at the wrestling guy store Man, once that Great guy's guy. Like, no pun intended, that guy's killer because, you know, his <laughs> name. but say you're a huge fan of his, you can load up on the finest or chrome cards that he has and for next to nothing right now and just fingers crossed and hope that, you know, that pans off. Now, I don't like to do that very often because I think you get too much money built up in, you know, low end. That's why I like to balance everything out. So got the low end stuff that I don't care what it does. Got the mid range stuff like the underpriced Cena, underpriced rock. Um, I'll tell you another example of that is the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everybody was looking at those 97 uh, mm-hmm. trivia cards. I jumped to the 98 because no one was looking. Oh, at I it. love, I, I, that's, I love the comic image yeah. stuff, man. It's awesome. When, when people started, or no, excuse me. I, I skipped to the 98 trivia. Cause nobody's oh, looking 98 at trivia. And then people started looking at those. I went back to the 98 comic images. I'll tell you what else I think is a good one to look at too is is both the SmackDown and SmackDown Chrome. Yeah, the Chrome ones are great. Yeah, those are awesome. I'll do that. And then I end up rolling that money into bigger like pieces. So I bought that uh, Ric Flair card that I've I flexed all over social media because it's my favorite Ric Flair card ever. There's only two. It's a killer looking card. Love that card. And that I think I paid around 200 for that, which still isn't bad considering there's only two in existence. I, I think it's a steal, man. <laughs> yeah. But for most people, that would be, well, some people, that'd be a high-end card. But I feel comfortable putting money in a Ric Flair, a Hulk Hogan, a Rock, a, you know, so. Well, gonna... yeah, those, are, those are proven commodities. So, I mean, it's, exactly. it's, 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 easy. it's like buying a Coke or Apple. Yep. So that's what I do. I've got my proven commodities, my somewhat proven that could go either way, and then my penny stocks that if they go to nothing, I don't care. That's yeah. just kind of how I like to do it. And not smart. Yeah, it's, it's worked so far. And that kind of leads me into my next, uh, our final note here is just being smart on where you put your money. So you as a, if you, if I don't know how to describe this, like if you're coming in as like a modern fan, or maybe you used to watch wrestling, like by default, what do you think the average collector does when they're spending money? what i think they do yeah so like i'm coming in because i want to quote invest in wrestling cards what do you think they're what i think they do or they should do both well i think they should do is always do your homework absolutely that was I, the first I think thing that'd i was be, gonna say I, I think it's i think it's the one thing that uh people who get into the hobby just don't do they just they see something and they say oh the rock and they just buy rock stuff without really knowing what it is they're really buying Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it really is important that you should do your homework. You should ask questions within a community. Once you, I mean, we live in a world now where we have all this social media access. We have all these different discussions and groups and discords and Twitters and Facebooks and all these different things that it's very easy to jump into a community of people and get out there and uh, discuss, ask questions. It's not, no one's going to give you, you know, any crap about, uh, asking questions because you're just bringing more eyes on the product, which makes your investment as an old timer, I think more valuable. Um, you know, 
especially for those who have never collected before or haven't collected in a long time, I think you should come in there and always ask questions and do your homework. You know, not, not every release uh, needs to be bought, especially if you're looking for specific cards. Um, and you oftentimes find what you need on the secondary market for way less than buying a box anyways. Yeah. I As think, we talked about before. Right. Um, your first point too is a hundred percent. Like, I don't care how much money you have. If you just come in and you're buying the top thing that everybody else is buying, regardless of the cost without putting any effort and, and homework into it, uh, it's pretty risky. I don't care what it is, even if it was, you know, cause let's, let's just say hypothetically, it was like an 85 Hogan or an 82 Hogan. It's not going to go down, but you still may be overpaying for what, like, you know, three times the amount that it, you know, average goes for, I don't know. Or you could be throwing money at the latest new star who may not even pan out and pay hundreds. And I've seen it. Yeah. You're like, I, I, I think this, uh, this Lacey Evans is going somewhere, man. I gotta, I'm gonna invest in everything in, in her possible. I mean, you never, you don't know. You don't know. It could work. It might not, but, and I think it's good to think that way. And I think it's good to spend some money on that, but not the high end stuff personally, unless you're a player collector and then, you know, you, you do you. Yeah. I mean, um, exactly. I just think it's important that, um, you do homework. I mean, I, I, I'm jumping back in after years of not collecting at all. Um, but I'm not jumping back in as a collector. Now I'm kind of jumping back in as to, okay, what can potentially have some value? I mean, yeah, I've gotten some of the newer releases that came out and, uh, some of them have been, you know, uh, gifted to me, I should say. So, uh, I've been, I've been able to, uh, from from my YouTube channel, I've gotten some product to actually, you know, open up and then plug my local store and stuff like that to help them out. And uh, so I haven't had a lot of money invested in new stuff, although I did buy a box of Undisputed and was like grossly disappointed. <laughs> and, you know, what I got out of it, there's like no value from what I paid for that. Um, so again, uh, lesson learned for me, I should have done my homework on it. It's like that. So you know what? What else could I, you did a great uh, video on that. Like, you know, what else could I take in my $200 in and invest instead of buying a box of Undisputed? And like, that is exactly what I should have done. I should have just said, yeah. you know what, 200 bucks, I should go over here. I could probably buy myself, I could have bought myself, uh, you know, five, four raw comic images, rock cards. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been way worth way more. Yep. And another thing I want to talk about, you mentioned that, you know, ask questions. I get DMs all the time, people asking me questions and half the time it's questions of stuff that I've been looking at and I haven't purchased yet, but I still give them the correct answer. Like if I think it's a good deal and they're underpriced, I'm like, yeah, that's a good deal and that's underpriced. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not doing any of these shady tactics of trying to like pump and dump or saying, oh no, that's not a good deal. Just so I can go out and personally buy those all up. I know that's yeah. a com common thing, but uh, it's very trying, common. I'm just trying to build a wrestling community. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a very competitive market out there with that kind of stuff, especially I, I noticed that in my other business for the valid cards for the WWE raw deal card game, where it's nobody really wants to reveal where they're getting stuff from or what they're really looking for. Because uh, they don't want anybody else. To, I want to just gobble it up for myself kind of thing. So it's kind of rare when you find someone like yourself who is, very willing to go out there and help someone who asks questions. And I know I probably blow up your, your 
your your phone when I'm texting you. It's like I go, hey, look me. what I found. Is is this take a picture of it, send it to you? Is this worth anything? <laughs> I get <laughs> you know, excited. Like, I get excited when people are you know <laughs> that excited about what they found or have a question or it just means that they care. It's better than you know no one contacting. And, and, and well, and I, I'm I'm bombarding you with like non refs with like, hey, is this statue worth anything? Is this is this car over? <laughs> I love that stuff too. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah. So it's just uh, but so I I'm learning as I go along here. It's like that, and I, and I every week I. You know, I get a little bit better at what I'm looking at and uh, I'm getting more motivated to kind of go out there and look for things. And I'm, I'm looking to buy when it comes to like large lots, take the gamble, throw out that 30, 40, 50, 60, hundred dollars for a box of 3,000, 5,000, 10, whatever it is like that. And just, uh, you know, roll the dice. I've been doing that locally here in Phoenix where I've, uh, you know, I bought a box for 30 bucks or whatever it was. Of, and the guy literally had a box. It was a, a flat rate box just all the cards were shoved in the flat rate box and i went through it and i i found some comic image stuff in there that I was pretty there happy with and i found some uh you know some some jericho for, you know from uh you know wcw 99 98 yeah just some oddball things i thought hey i'm gonna make my money off this eventually yeah and i don't know about you i'll speak for myself and then you can give your opinion but once i started getting into the game of money with the cards not not like trying to make a lot of money, but the, just the whole game of buying and selling that almost became as fun to me as actually collecting. That's where I'm at right now. I think I'm getting to that threshold. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the collecting aspect of it, there was that rush and that, that high of like chasing after something mm -hmm. and collecting. I, I got it in my collection. You put it however you want to store it, which is a whole different topic. Uh, and then, um, you know, you can display it and all the things. And but now I'm getting that same kind of thrill. Like I just found a great deal, man. I got this. It's awesome. Yep. I just found, I just invested some money on it. It's got a great deal on these 87 tops. This is awesome. <laughs> yep. And just to kind of piggyback on everything we said, uh, you're talking about newer stuff. And I was talking about giving out plays. One other play I've been looking at just specifically for the show, if you're listening, just so I can be transparent. You like, oh, I'm not into as much of the modern stuff. And I've seen a lot of people doing that. However, if you start looking at, say, I'm going to call modern like 2012, say, sure. to now. There are so many good Legends cards in there that are numbered, paralleled. They're just, awesome cards, man. Yeah. They made some beautiful cards. So I'm just going to say everybody. Even the, even the new stuff, like, even like brand new stuff. Um, it's funny you say that. I'm going to hold this up for the viewers maybe at some point in time. But, you know, even this. Yeah. It's number to 25. That's great. It's a great card of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, from the Undisputed. Yep, it's just that, a beautiful cards like that. And I think those things are going to have, it's, these are iconic legend people. So there's always going to be value in these good people. So there you go. As we close out the show, we kind of gave you a play of uh, something <laughs> under the radar to look for. So anything else before we get out of here? I, got, I think we're good on that one, man. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Leave us a review if you like the show and share all over all the social platforms because that's the best way for people to hear us. And until next time, see you, wrestling fans. See ya.